You're listening to Unleash Her Potential, inspiring women in STEM. We acknowledge the Gadigal and Bidjigal people of the Eora Nation, the traditional owners of the land that this podcast is recorded and created on. We recognize elders past and present. Sovereignty was never ceded, always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Hi there, welcome to the fourth episode of Unleash Her Potential, inspiring women in STEM, the podcast where we talk about the highs and lows of being a woman in STEM also known as science, technology, engineering, and maths. I'm your host, Grace, and today we're talking about chemical engineering. I am joined by Elizabeth Tosti, a chemical engineering graduate from UNSW in the early 90s. She started her career as a chemical engineer at BHP, which led to a very successful career in safety and risk management. First off, I just wanted to ask you, during your chemical engineering degree, did you encounter any gender-based discrimination? No, I didn't encounter any discrimination during my degree. In fact, even back then, there were maybe a quarter of the students were women. The only discrimination I can remember was when I was at high school. I went to all the open days at the universities and I remember taking my sister with me to UTS and we went to the careers advisor and sat down in his office and I said, oh, can you tell me anything about engineering? And he said, well, why do you want to do engineering? And I went, well, because I thought it would be an interesting career. And he said, you should really think about that because it's probably not a great career for women. And my sister and I were so incensed by that. We left his office indignantly and it just made me even more determined to find out about engineering. But actually during the degree, we were all on an equal footing even back then. I had enough female friends at uni to make me not feel like I was in the minority. When you were at university, was there any initiatives to get more women involved in chemical engineering? Not really, unfortunately. I think back then it wasn't a very common career choice for women. When I went to the open days at the university, there were some women students that I was able to talk to and they were very encouraging. I think I had to seek those occasions out. It wasn't something that was promoted heavily. When you went to school, did they have any push for women to do science or STEM or engineering? I don't think any girl at my school ever would have considered engineering. And the only reason I did was because I actually always wanted to do medicine. And a lot of that was to do with the fact that I was the child of migrants who didn't have good education themselves. And they drummed it into us that it's very important to get a good education. And then by the time I got to year 11 and 12, I realized that I probably wasn't going to get the marks to get into medicine. And it was my mum who said, what about engineering? And I thought, well, engineering. And I think because I was at an all girls school, I wasn't influenced by the pressure of having boys around and having to think about, oh, that's only what boys do. So at a girls' school, I felt that I could do anything. It didn't even occur to me really then that girls might not be doing engineering. During your career, you worked at some large companies like BHP, which is now called Blue Scope Steel. What do you think was the ratio of men to women in your faculty when you first started doing chemical engineering? There weren't many of us in 1990 was when I started working at Stillwork and there was about 12,000 employees and very few women. And, And I do remember the year I started, they might have taken on maybe, say, 30 or 40 chemical engineers and of that there might have been five or six women. Industries like BHP, they were too used to having women. So they thought it would be a good idea if they split all of the women up. So we were basically placed 
on our own in a section of the plant with no other women around us. I remember my very first job was at the Coke ovens department and that was a department of maybe four or 500 people and I was the only female. That was when it first struck me that there weren't too many other women. But I did know the other four or five women and we were friends and we'd catch up after work. But I think nowadays organisations are much better at understanding that if you're a minority group, you probably need a mentor and you need to feel part of a cohort of like-minded people. I'm sure that policy would have changed. Those first few years were quite eye-opening and there were positives and negatives about being the only female in that area. And when you were working there, was there many women in positions of power? Absolutely none. And then even after I left the steelworks and then I went on to work in other high-risk industries, not many women in those senior roles, unfortunately. It was always hard to find role models, personally. I was doing engineering for six years, had a very hands-on chemical engineering role, and I enjoyed it. It was challenging and interesting, and I got to work on lots of different projects and worked with such a lot of people. Most of them were men, yes, but real diverse range from the plant operators to the technicians to the tradesmen and then the supervisors. And I really loved the working in teams and with other people. And as a chemical engineer, you're often just one part of a team of experts working on a project. But then after about six years, I thought I would like a change and maybe focus more on my people skills. That was when I saw a job advertised as a safety coordinator and I applied for that and got that job. And that was when I felt finally I'm in a niche that really works to my skills. So that was all about keeping people from dying. It still works. There was a very high incident rate back in the 1990s. Then I was a safety coordinator for a couple of years and I put my hand up for a promotion as a safety superintendent. There weren't many women in those senior roles. When I applied for the job, I had a lot of experience as a safety coordinator and I'd also done the acting safety superintendent role. I knew all my competition or I knew the other men who were applying for the job and I thought, I'm the only one who's got all the experience, I've got a degree background, the others don't. By then, I ticked all the boxes and I think the Stillworks knew it and I knew it, but they were very reluctant to give me that promotion. I got there eventually, a lot of pushing on my part. If it wasn't for that degree, that would not have opened the door then into working in those other industries and it gave me that opportunity to prove that I was capable of understanding other processes. Even doing a chemical engineering degree, it doesn't just open doors for like safety and risk management. There's lots of other career paths as well. When I look back at that cohort of women that I started off at Steelworks with who were all graduate chemical engineers, in fact, only one of them is still at the Steelworks and she has worked her way up to a very high level position. It really shows how far the Steelworks has come in terms of dealing with gender equality. One One of my friends from those days now works in procurement. Another friend decided that she wanted to go and do teaching. So she actually just did a one-year bridging degree and now she teaches science and maths at high school. And another one worked in recruitment and HR. Having that chemical engineering degree really shows employers that you are, you know, smart and that you're able to follow processes and understand complex situations. As an engineer, even though I was in the technical group, I still did lead small projects. I was able to use those leadership skills then in safety and risk and show that I could manage big teams. 
from your own experience, was there much discrimination towards women in the workplace when you worked as a chemical engineer or following safety and risk management? I think being in a minority is always a challenge. When I was the only girl in that department, I didn't have as much confidence as I did in later years. And I remember I used to roll out of bed and put my work clothes on and try to disguise myself to look like a man. Like, I honestly, I didn't wear any makeup or do my hair. I used to just want to blend in. There was a small minority who wanted to give you a bit of a hard time. But over the years, as I grew more confident in myself and I was able to stand up for myself and I remember as an engineer thinking, I'm sick of seeing all these posters of naked women up on the walls every day. I remember going and tapping on the shoulder of someone more senior and saying, excuse me, do you think you could go and tell the guys in my office to take down those pictures? Because I don't like looking at them. And I can remember how furious those fellow engineers were when they got told they had to put all those pictures away. But I think because I had that degree, I always felt more confident to speak up than perhaps if I had a job that was not seen to be as prestigious. I think just being in a minority, you do always have to push a bit harder and stand up for yourself and learn to be assertive. When I was at the Steelworks, we've had to put up with sleazy men who just think it's their right to be sleazy. So I remember at the Steelworks there was a very senior superintendent who was well renowned for being extremely sleazy with the women and he would always want to greet any young woman that was nearby with a big hug and a kiss on the lips and it was like, oh, you would cringe. And he was renowned for it and he got away with it for years and years. And I remember the other women that I worked with we would warn each other if he was going to come into our office and we'd go, oh my God, Gary's coming quick, let's hide. And I'd always make sure that I had a desk between me and him. When I was a safety coordinator, I needed someone like him to be on side. I couldn't afford to annoy him too much because he had a lot of say over my career. But I remember having a meeting with him once in his office. We were sitting at a small round table and we both had chairs with wheels on them. And he kept moving his chair closer and closer to me. And so I kept wheeling my chair further and further away. And by the end of the meeting, I realised we'd both done a full 360 degrees around his table. But I was determined that I was not going to let him touch me. And he kept trying to touch my hand. The best ending to that story is when I finally got that promotion as a safety superintendent and I was on the same level as him and it was so wonderful to live to see the day that he came into my office and he opened his arms up and he came towards me to try to give me a big smack on the mouth and I just put my hand up and the stop sign said, no, this is not appropriate, Gary. We're at work and that is not how you greet people at work. Of course, that was a huge shock to him that no one had ever told him that his behaviour was inappropriate before. I actually would like to give him the benefit of the doubt and think perhaps he got away with it all those years without maybe consciously realising that he was taking advantage of people. I think he actually did change his manner after that. Were there many women in positions of power when you worked as a chemical engineer or versus when you worked in safety and risk management? Not many. Look, even by the time I retired just a couple of years ago, yeah, and I did manage to work my way into pretty senior executive roles in those large organisations. And I think we have got a long way to go before we get gender equality 
in those senior roles. You look at how few women CEOs there are on the ASX listed top 100 com- companies. I think it's improving. I remember even when I was working at Goodman Fielder, and that was maybe 10 years ago, and the CEO decided he wanted to help women improve the gender diversity. And he said, Elizabeth, would you like to have a mentor, someone that you can go to for advice? I said, absolutely. But he couldn't find a female to be my mentor. I ended up being paired up with a bloke. I like the whole point of mentoring is that I'm supposed to be able to share my experiences with someone who's gone through the same sort of experiences, but there were just so few senior women that there weren't enough. So we've got to do more to encourage women to get into these non-traditional areas like engineering. This is where all the really great high-paid jobs are. It's hard to continue a career path when you don't see other people like you in that career. Like it feels like you can't do it. There's no one there that you can do. Yeah, and also I think the problem with having so few women is the women that you would see in positions of power I sometimes felt like they were there because they behaved and acted like the men, that they would be the stereotypical, hard-nosed, not the empathetic types, very driven by outcomes and processes. And I realised early on in my career in safety and risk that my key to success was being myself. And once I got that level of confidence, I just decided I'm not going to change who I am just to fit in with a stereotype. I'm going to be personable and empathetic and I don't like hierarchy and I'd like to be open about the fact that I'm not sure what we should do. Let's all talk about it and be inclusive. And those qualities are often not seen enough in senior leaders. Generally, those softer skills that women in a generalisation type of way can bring are really important. That was hard, not seeing enough role models of people in senior positions who exhibited that diversity of leadership styles. In all the companies I worked for, all of the most senior roles were filled by people that all had very similar styles. They're very sort of macho and confident and you had to be able to act like you knew everything all the time. This is a bit more of a broader question. Why do you think gender equality in STEM or chemical engineering specifically is important? I passionately believe we need gender equality in every line of career, but particularly in STEM and engineering, because without diversity, you get groupthink mentality. And I think that's bad for any organisation. In any project that you do, when everyone's all the same and they all think the same way and no one's questioning or saying, oh, I think maybe we haven't thought about this aspect of the project, you're not going to get as far. You're never going to get the great outcomes that you can when you've got that diversity of opinion and point of view. Women and men, we're different. We have different experiences and women bring different experiences and the differences are what makes us great. It's such a shame that not enough women and girls think about engineering and STEM careers. Too many of us have a perception, even I did, that STEM's boring and it's technical and I've got to be really good at maths and science and love physics and chemistry to want to go down that path. And the fact of the matter is, no, you don't have to be fabulous at those subjects. I was only okay at them. And then I look at when I got into engineering, how 
those softer skills really helped me work with all the other diverse range of people with their different backgrounds and technical skills and problem solving was much easier for me because I had no qualms about going out and listening to the plant operator who might not even have been able to speak English very well or read English very well but who'd been there 30 years and knew every aspect of the plant and could tell me immediately what was wrong with the process and I'd go geez thanks George and then I would go and tell everyone George has solved this problem for us whereas the stereotypical male way of doing things is pretend that you know all the answers. When I was an engineer, I remember one other engineer saying to me, Elizabeth, when you've worked out what the problem is, don't tell anyone how you've worked it out. Like you've got to be seen as the guru and you've got to be seen as above everyone else. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. If I've found the answer from someone else telling me, I'm going to share that with the world. I guess that's just my example of how we can be different and the difference is a good thing. And that's why I think we really need gender equality. And women shouldn't miss out on these great opportunities that engineering has to offer. The STEM careers, they're so much more than just the technical theory. They're about working with people. They're about exploring new ways of doing things. Going forward, we need engineers to help us this country is going to need so many more engineers and women can be part of that and have great careers and the more women that get into STEM then the better their career path will be and they'll be the ones climbing up the ladder and getting to those more senior leadership roles and helping organisations have great cultures, great workplace cultures and inventing new things. Do you think that gender inequality is still present in society today? And do you have any ideas of how we can try resolve this and work through it? We're getting there, but we have got such a long way to go, don't we? As I was saying, we need to see more women CEOs. We need to see more women in parliament. I used to think when I was in my 20s that by the time I'm 50, everything will be equal and there'll be just as many women running the world as men and Sadly, that hasn't been the case. I think we're moving too slowly. The more we talk about it and the more women support other women to do something that's different or challenging, we can get there. How can other women contribute to inspiring and encouraging younger generations of girls to pursue careers in chemical engineering or safety and risk management? It's all about talking about them and just sowing the seeds of of the idea that there's such a range of careers out there for women to get into and of course mentoring I think is good as well. I put my hand up to mentor women in engineering at Macquarie Uni. I have met a couple of female uni students out there and just being available to them to be an ear to listen to them if they've got worries or concerns. Just like a strong support network of women going through their degree or career paths and things like that. So last question, what advice would you give to young women who are interested in pursuing a career in chemical engineering or safety and risk management? Oh, I would say do it. Just do it. I'd say you won't look back. Anyone who's considering a chemical engineering degree, I would say brace yourself for the fact that the degree is hard work, but it pays off tenfold. Once you're through that degree and you're in the workforce, then you know, so many opportunities will be there for you. They've been challenging, frustrating sometimes, but ultimately so rewarding. And I feel I've met so many people and been able to travel a lot in my jobs. And it's great to earn a really good living. And I'm now 
so lucky that I could afford to retire early and pursue a whole lot of different passions now. So I'd say go for it. Just go for it. I just hope that more girls do consider the STEM careers and look into it. Do their own research and talk to people. Thank you again, Liz. Thank you for listening to Unleash Her Potential, inspiring women in STEM. Please get in touch. I am always looking for new talent and stories. Our email address is unleashherpotential at gmail.com. We will see you soon.